If this broadcast reaches any other survivors, you are not alone. There are two of us on the west coast of the United States. We have shelter from the snow and protection from the... You know what? For 30 minutes after sundown each day, we will listen for a response on this frequency. I repeat, human survivors, you are not alone. Well, Art, I certainly wouldn't want to limit it just to humans. If there are any dogs, cats, or hedge fund managers out there, I'd be happy to count them as a listener. (laughs) That's just a little joke, of course. I know Wall Street has completely dissolved, and those in power were certainly those who were eaten first, as they probably taste the best. Yes, I do love fatty, rich foods. But enough on that, as this week's topic isn't food. Hello, listeners, and thanks for joining us for another episode of From A to Z with Art and Zoe. Welcome, listeners, and welcome, Art. Thanks for having me, Zoe. And you know what, Art? Thanks for having me. New listeners may not know this, but those of you who listen to our show in the before times know that Art and I have been together for a long time, even longer than we've been podcasting. Yes, it's been almost 10... 15... Years now, and we've been married almost five... Seven... Years now. So it's safe to say we know one another quite well. And as Zoe has just proven, we can even finish... Or correct... Each other's sentences. And that's why this week's topic is, of course... Podcasting. No. Wall Street? What? No. Snowman? Definitely not. This week's topic is... Marriage. marriage yes of course marriage naturally this is a topic on which we are experts i want to remind you all that art and i are not experts on any topic that's right you should think of us as your family friends your family friends who have survived marriage while surviving zombies Right, and though we aren't experts, we have technically successfully survived marriage since we will never be able to legally get divorced. Till death do us part, am I right? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Which is why today we'll be answering your essential marriage questions. Art, would you kick us off with this wonderful email of praise? Dear Art and Zoe, Your podcast has really helped my husband and I through a rough patch in our marriage. Hearing how you two interact really made us realize what is most important to each of us. I'm relieved to be on the other side of that now. Thanks, Elizabeth. Thank you, Elizabeth. I'm so happy we were able to make such a huge difference. One marriage saved. Did she? I mean, is that what she said? Or maybe you made some leaps there a little much to assume we could be the difference between divorce and marriage for this one. You're right, Art. I'm sure we've saved dozens of marriages, not just this one by this point. I often give us too little credit. And with that, let's move on to save a dozen more. Our first letter writer says, Hello, Art and Zoe. I've recently come into a lot of money due to my grandmother's passing. I was her favorite granddaughter and got the bulk of her estate. My husband thinks we should quit our jobs and spend the money traveling the world. I think we should spend some of the money on fun, but most of it should be used to invest in our future. Can you help me talk some reason into him? Signed, Sharon. Sharon, one of the most common fights married couples have is about their finances. 
But first things first, what exactly is a lot of money? I never would have referred to my grandmother's rusty old yard decorations as an estate, so I imagine it is a yacht load of money. With that kind of money, I'd probably drop everything to travel the world. But I know Art would want to keep us grounded and perhaps make a few smart investments. Art, any advice on what they should invest in while seeing the world? I've given this a lot of thought. As you know, I have always traded in commodities and I typically support diversification. But in this case, I'm talking only one stock. Corn stocks. Not everyone is cut out for field work, but those of you that are will see ample opportunity in corn. Mazes, syrup, popcorn, the possibilities are endless. And then who manages this field while they're traveling the world? Your fields don't need to be managed forever. Once your stocks have grown, move your investment to something more shelf-stable. Canned corn. Oh, that's it? Yes, that's it. All the advice you need. I'm assuming you've already lost your job unless you work in infectious disease research. So you don't even have to quit. The next step is to travel the world and, you know, corn. Wonderful and complete advice as always, Art. Sharon, what more can we say? Art, would you read the next letter, please? Gladly. To the married couple that runs from... A to Z with R to Z. Sorry, I've forgotten your names. What? How do you... Uh, never mind. Go ahead. My wife listens to your show, but I don't really get it. In fact, that's what I'm writing about. It seems like we can't agree on what to do anymore. She likes your stupid podcast. I like to watch sports. She likes going on miserably long walks. I prefer skiing. She wants to go out and get all dressed up for overpriced meals. I'd rather grab something reasonably priced and bring it home. I hope she listens to this episode so she can get some advice on what to do from Ken. Well, I guess uh, thank you for writing in, Ken. I know that many married couples struggle with this issue, though most of them talk about it in a slightly less rude way. How right you are, Art. Many of our listeners may think of us as the perfect couple, but this is an issue we have also struggled with. In fact, earlier this week, I couldn't get Art to talk about anything but the snowman. And I couldn't get Zoe to focus on anything other than making new merch for the show. Exactly. Both of us were so fixated on ourselves and our own interests that it became really hard for us to see how a snowman could possibly be important when there are people actively trying to eat us. It was also difficult for us to see how the other one could be obsessed with making merchandise for a show that has a confirmed listener base of approximately the two people who live in this bunker and possibly some beings who don't need clothing. Anyway, we had a disagreement about how to spend our free time. We spend most of our days taking shifts to keep watch, gathering food or supplies, cooking, cleaning, crying ourselves to sleep, etc. But this week, for the first time in a long time, we finally found a rhythm that allowed us free time. Art wanted to spend it going to check on the status of the snowman. 
And Zoe thought we should be designing some new t-shirts. They were beanies. It's winter. Yes, and that is so much better. In the end, we both agreed to work on our own projects this week. It's okay to do things separately. If I had not gone out to check on the snowman, I would have never found out about the second snowman right next to the first. And had I not spent the time designing our new merch, I would have no new items to post for the new year, which I will do once the internet is up and the postal service gets back into operation. Last I heard, the USPS were now a roving gang of lunatics who, instead of delivering mail, throw Molotov cocktails out the open doors of their trucks, leaving behind a trail of burning homes. Yes, once they stop doing that, they should easily be able to handle the massive influx of merchandise orders we'll be receiving. The key here, Ken, is that we recognize the value of doing our own projects and respect our partner's choice to do something else. And when we are looking for common ground, we go back to our roots. What is the thing that made you fall in love? You must have had some activity that overlapped when you met in order to have met in the first place. Zoe and I met during a radio internship one summer. And that's why each week, we bring you this lovely radio production, together. Let's try, together, to get in one more solid piece of advice before the end of today's episode. Our final letter seems to have been written in by the couple together. Art and Zoe, we've been struggling lately with the division of household duties. I, Mary, think that Paul shouldn't ask me to help around the house, since I work many more hours than he does and he is much messier. And I, Paul, think that Mary needs to help out more around the house and with the kids, since that is a 24-hour job that can't be done by one person. What is a fair distribution of these duties that everyone can agree on? From Paul and Mary. Again, another common question of married couples. How should household tasks be divided in a way that is fair for everyone? I can assure you, Mary and Paul, you have reached out to the right people. Art and I have achieved the absolute perfect distribution of duties, and both of us feel that it is fair. The real answer is to focus on your individual strengths. For example, I'm much better at setting up a perimeter and checking it, as Zoe will often run away screaming at the sight of a zombie. Guilty as charged. And I'm much better at making the meals, as Art is likely to burn and undercook the flavorless food he's making, which also puts me in charge of the grocery shopping. While I, of course, stand guard outside of the store and am therefore also contributing. Yes, which in turn makes you the best candidate to carry the majority of the food home since you'll need to work your muscles again after standing there and not moving. Naturally, making you the best person to take out the trash since my arms will be tired from carrying home the food. Oh, I agree completely, though maybe you are the ideal candidate to take out the trash since you're already out there setting up the perimeter. Fair point, and perhaps you're the best person to take out the trash since it's always filling up from the cooking you do. Excellent thought. I'll just add that perhaps the trash fills up so quickly from all the cooking I do thanks to all the eating you do. As you can see, Mary and Paul. We have clearly arrived at a balance of chores that works for our household slash bunker. 
There is no magic formula for all people, so the best thing you can do is write out a list and assign the task together. Those were some wonderful letters we received, and you all may have noticed that the one common theme to our responses is compromise. There is always a middle ground that will make you both happy. In our case, Art agreed to do the show with me today if he was allowed one uninterrupted, let's say, speech about his findings on the snowman. Art, would you care to rant now? Absolutely. If you are a snowman person, I ask that you stop listening now as this message is not for you. You won't be interested in the rest of this podcast and we wouldn't want to bore you. So we'll catch you next week on From A to Z with Art and Zoe. <laughs> now that the snowmen aren't listening, we need to talk. In all seriousness, the snowmen are a rising threat. Having doubled their forces in the past week alone, who knows what they're capable of? At their current rate of exponential growth, the snow people could number as many as 4 by next week and 4.5 quadrillion within the year, easily enough to outnumber all remaining humans. Are they on our side? Do they side with the zombies? A shadow government still in operation, or have they been pulling the strings all along? At this point, I have many more questions than answers. If there truly are any other human survivors out there, we must join forces in this fight of good versus evil, flesh and blood versus ice and twigs. In the meantime, it is very important that we don't tip them off to any of our plans. It's clear that they have the capability to monitor this broadcast. They must have listened to last week's episode or seen our poll. Quickly, so... What were the results of the Best Nose for Snow People poll last week? Well, we only got one response, and it was a smudge of either jam or ketchup, I hope, under button noses. Exactly! I could have told you that without even asking, because the newest snowman had a button nose. Maybe it was something else small and round, but I wasn't getting close enough to risk being grabbed by those twiggy arms. This proves that they heard the show and are manipulating their appearance to present themselves in the manner most appealing to us and our human listeners. What's next? Another will show up wearing a limited edition Art and Zoe Plague Winter beanie from the merch store? Oh, I haven't actually gotten those posted on the website yet, so that is very doubtful. You get my point. Now, the best thing we can do from here is resume the show as normal and pretend like nothing ever happened. But know this, listeners, be careful what you listen to, as there may be others talking besides your trusted friends, Art and Zoe. You've been warned. <laughs> well, that's about all the time we have for today. Thank you all for listening. Remember, if you're looking for advice on dressing for success or for winter, books, investing, the best house plants for your bunker, and anything else from A to Z, you can message us at fromarttozoe at gmail.com. That's F-R-O-M-A-R-T-T-O-Z-O-E at gmail.com. And if you happen to be by the community center, you can respond to our latest poll. Who in the household should be responsible for taking out the trash? We know that there are other survivors out there, and you are not alone. 
We will listen for a response on this frequency for 30 minutes after sundown each day. Do not let the snowmen intimidate you. We can offer protection if you just reach out and let us know you're there. Over.